1983, a group of Poyas scientists gathered from around the world to undertake an experiment that had never been conducted before. Each of the scientists were not only people of renown and acclaim in their respective fields, but were also all deeply religious. United in their faith in the existence of the divine, they formulated a theory. A theory that they hoped would allow them to finally detect what could be a universal creator, our God. To detect such a thing would allow us to measure, and if we can measure the existence of God in some way, then, thought the scientists, we can prove he really exists. The idea, though radical and as of yet untested, postulated that perhaps humanity's array of senses was the very thing that disallowed us to sense the presence of God. They hoped that by removing the body's access to its physical senses, it would force the body to somehow compensate. Perhaps, they hoped, this lack of senses might stimulate death and cause a divinely inspired near-death experience in a controlled setting. The theory was controversial, as one might expect, but the scientists were lucky enough to have a volunteer for their experiment. A hermit who lived in isolation in the hills surrounding Rome, who came to these men and explained that he had a vision of them. This vision told him it was his time to meet his maker. The scientists, though excited at the opportunity, warned the old man that there is a significant chance that he will not survive the experiment. The hermit was not bothered, telling the scientists that he had lived a long life, in service of his god, and that he was ready to die. The surgeon of the group, a devout Hindu man, performed an extensive and highly experimental operation on the old hermit, carefully severing every sensory nerve in the brain. By the end of the procedure, the hermit had lost all of his senses and was then steadily injected with a carefully measured dose of tranquilizer to dull the pain of the surgery without affecting his state of mind. The skill of the surgeon was such that while his patient had lost all feeling, he did not lose his ability to speak, nor did he lose control of his muscles. And so, the scientist monitored the old hermit, who was now all alone with his thoughts. For the first two days, there was nothing of note. The old man mumbled frequently, his sentences slurred, and only half coherent, heard by the scientists, but not by the old man himself. In four days, the old man began reporting hearing hushed, unintelligible voices somewhere in his head, but he could neither understand them nor determine their origin. The scientists now started to worry that their experiment had only succeeded in dooming an old soul to psychosis, the onset of which now seemed far more likely to them than the discovery of God. They discussed ending the experiment prematurely, with a few of them certain that this level of meddling with creation could not possibly end well. However, just as they had almost all agreed to end the experiment, the hermit began to weep profusely in his bed. He claimed that his wife, who had died decades ago, was speaking to him, and that, with his thoughts, he was able to communicate back. For a moment, the scientists were even more resolute in their desire to end the experiment, as this had to be a sign that the man had descended into madness. But their resolve soon came crumbling down as the hermit began to name dead relatives of the scientists. One by one, he named family members of each scientist, how they died and how they felt as they died, followed by facts like their times of death and where they were when they passed. Now the scientists had a lead, they couldn't stop now. Unable to directly communicate with the hermit to influence his conversations with the dead, the scientists were forced to simply observe and listen to his increasingly distraught encounters with the spirits. 
Much of what he was willing to share aloud with the men watching him was unsubstantial to their goal of finding God, but they all still felt as though they were at least getting closer. After about a week of spending all his days conversing with the deceased, the hermit broke into hysteria, saying that the number of voices had become overwhelming, and that in every waking moment he was bombarded by hundreds of lost voices, who refused to leave him be. At first, the scientist did nothing to help him, but the hermit began to take matters into his own hands. He started throwing himself against walls and onto the hard floor in an attempt to elicit a pain response, and be granted more powerful tranquilizers. He begged for sedatives so he could sleep and gain respite from the many voices that flooded his head. Eventually the scientist gave in, if only to keep the man from killing himself, but the sedation only seemed to work for one night. After which, the hermit began having severe night terrors, claiming he could see and hear the deceased in his dreams. After waking from such a night terror, the hermit began to scream like a wild animal, and claw at his non-functioning eyes. His incoherent screaming developed into a plea, a plea to regain just one sense to once again make contact with the physical world. The hysterical old man claimed that he could not hear anything over the thousands of voices of the dead, all of which were now hostile and threatening damnation to hell and the end of the world. Then as suddenly as he woke, he fell into a strange catonic state which lasted approximately five hours, during which he repeatedly yelled, no heaven, no forgiveness. After this trance-like state, the old man repeatedly begged to be killed, praying that the scientists would have mercy on him. But alas, mercy was not why they were there. The scientists had gone too far now to just simply stop, and they began to believe the hermit might in fact be close to establishing contact with God. After one more day, the hermit could no longer form coherent sentences and seemed to lapse into intermittent coma-like states and highly agitated states of rage. During the first of these rage states, the hermit yanked all of the wires off of himself and started biting off massive chunks of flesh from his arms. The scientist rushed to restrain him to a table, worried that he may try to kill himself before the experiment could be completed. The man screamed and struggled the entire time they held him down and continued to do so for several hours after. Eventually he seemed to exhaust himself and stopping the struggle and blankly staring at the ceiling, tears silently rolling down his cheeks. He stayed this way for an entire week. His constant crying forced the scientist to attach an IV to keep him hydrated. By the end of the week, he was completely silent. His vitals slowed to a rate that appeared akin to a meditative state. One night, as one of the scientists entered the hermit's chamber to check on him, before trading his shift with a colleague, the hermit turned his head and made a miraculous blind-eyed contact with the scientist. The scientist was taken aback, the hermit bared his teeth and then told him in a raged yet clear voice, I have spoken with God, he has abandoned us. As the scientist gasped, the hermit's vital signs stopped, and the man was dead. However, no immediate cause of death could be determined.